So we've got a new series. It's exciting, isn't it? Don't you love new things? Well, this is great. And it's an exciting one. It's a good one and it's, it's a challenging one. And uh, I think that's good because it helps us to grow. And this series is called Speak Life. Who knew that already? That means your email's registered on our database if you knew it because the emails were sent out. If you didn't get, if you didn't get the email, uh, please come and see us so that we can register your email address and so that you can get it, get the information that we send out. So speak life. And if we want to be a salt and light in the world, which is what God wants us to be, he wants us to, to make a difference to the world, then I think that how we speak is a big part of that, don't you? How we speak is really going to make a difference to the people around us, to the world in which we live. In fact, it happened right in the beginning. In Psalm 33, verses 6 and 7, it says, The Lord merely spoke, and the heavens were created. He breathed the word, and all the stars were born. Can you imagine that? He spoke, and the worlds were created. He breathed the word, and all the stars were were born. I think God is an amazing creator, don't you? That he can speak and he and things come into existence. In fact, he spoke and everything came into existence. If we look back to Genesis 1, which is gives the account of creation, and if you have your Bibles, go to it because I think it's important that we see what God is saying. We look at his word as well as speak it out. And over and over again it talks about God spoke And it happened. Look at verse 1. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Verse 6. Then God said, let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And verse 7. God said that. Verse 7. And that is what happened. Verse 9. Then God said... He spoke, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. Verse 11, then God said, he spoke, let the land sprout with vegetation. And that is what happened. Verse 14, then God said, let lights appear in the sky to to separate the day from the night. And verse 15, that is what happened. Verse 20, then God said, let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. Verse 24, let the earth produce every sort of animal. And that is what happened. And finally, verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our own image. And verse 27, God created man in his own image. How did God create the world? We're told eight times in Genesis 1 that God spoke and it happened. He spoke the world into existence. Just like that, God spoke and every star, every bird, every animal, everyone, including us, came into existence. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God. God. Everything didn't exist and then God spoke and it came into being. I mean, how do you respond to that? The fact that God spoke his word and things were created. For me, it, it makes me feel awed by him, by such 
an amazing, almighty God that his word can create. And I encourage you, take a moment during the week to stop from your busy schedule when you're rushing between appointments or rushing home or rushing to work in the morning or something. Stop and for a moment just look around you. Maybe a sunset in the afternoon or maybe a tree that you just walk by and you think, wow, look at that every leaf on that tree. Or maybe a bird just hopping by. Stop for a moment and appreciate how awesome that is. What about us? What about how awesome we are? Our very bodies, how they work. It's incredible. And how God creates us is awesome. And he did that through his word. And, you know, I think that the power of God's word, which he displayed through creation gives us confidence that God is faithful. Why, why would I say that? Because I believe that just as his word commands the universe into existence, so his word makes every declared promise a reality. He has spoken promises. And just as he spoke and the world came into being, so he speaks promises and we can believe they will come into being. Because he's, we've seen it in creation, so we can believe it in our lives and the promises that he's given to us. But sometimes we get afraid that God won't deliver on his promise. Or sometimes we doubt that because of the struggles that we're facing, that maybe that doesn't apply to me, that promise that God's not going to apply it to my life. Well, I say we have to stop doubting. We have to stop being afraid because this word that promises us that all things will work together for good is the same word that created this world out of nothing. The same word that says God will work all things together for good for those who love him is the same word that spoke this world that we live in, that we enjoy every day into being. I mean, I think if he can create the Milky Way with his word, then he can keep his promise. Don't you believe that? Think about some of those. I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Joel was talking about that, not just for a short time, but forever. Forever God is with you. He says, do not be afraid, for I am with you. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. We've been declaring these truths this morning in worship. Do you believe them? Do you believe them for your life? Do you believe them when you're facing a challenge that nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus? And in Isaiah 55 verse 11, I suggest if you can to note down these references. They're really powerful verses and come back to them later this week. God says, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Now, what's God saying there? He's saying, I speak. I speak. Look at the word of God. We see it's recorded what God has spoken. We look at that and he says, what I say will not come back to me without accomplishing or fulfilling its purpose. 
That's incredible. We've heard it said that God's word will not return void. In other words, it will not return empty. It will not fail to fulfill what it's supposed to fulfill. And so when you speak out the word of God, you can be confident, 100%, God is saying it won't return back to me without doing what it's supposed to do. And so that's why it's important for us to declare the word of God. And just as God's word had the power to create the world in which we live, so our words have power. They can have constructive power when we use the word of God, or they can have destructive power when the words come from the enemy. In Proverbs 18.21 it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. In other words, if you speak words of death, when I say that word, destructive words, words that bring down, then you're going to eat the fruit of that. And if you speak constructive words, words of God, life-giving words, you will eat the fruit of that. And words we speak affect our entire being. We experience the consequences of what we say. And our words, we need to understand that our words are very powerful. We use words to accuse someone or to encourage them. We use words that make people laugh or they can make people cry. We use words that can bring healing or can bring hurt. We use words that, t- that declare truth or tell lies. We use words that create gossip or stop gossip. We use our words and what they can do is either bring victory into our life or bring defeat because words create the worlds in which we live. Words create the world or the worlds in which we live. And where do we learn that from? We learn it from God. God used his word to create the world. And it's the same for us. Do you believe that? Do you, do you believe that the words we speak have an impact on our lives? It's so true. In fact, Jesus said this, that our words have the power to set the course of our lives. That is incredible. Our words have the power to set the course of your life, your words. You know, we're never going to rise any higher than the words that come out of our mouths. If you say... You can't, I can't do this. You never will. If you say, I just don't have what it takes, well, you've lost the battle before you even begin. If you say nothing good ever happens to you, then nothing good ever will. You can't talk defeat and expect to live in victory. You can't talk sickness and expect to live in health. You can't talk poverty and expect to live in wealth. Because you are creating your world with your words. You can speak the enemy's words of defeat or speak God's life-giving words. I mean, you know, I've been guilty of saying some of these things. What about you? I'll never get out of this mess. My mate will never change. He's always going to be like that. I'll never be happy. I'll never break this addiction. It's a good one for me. I'll never lose this weight. 
I'll never get that promotion. Those kinds of worlds will never create the world that we want. They're just going to create a world where we feel defeated. In fact, when we speak like that, what happens is actually we become captive to our words. To our, and the world that we are, we are captive. We're bound by it. And, you know, if you want to change things, then you must begin by changing the things you are saying. And this is, look, let me tell you, when I'm saying this, I'm speaking to myself first, all right? I have to say that to you. This is really important because sometimes I can see a glass half full and God's really challenged me with this. But we must begin to start changing the way we speak because that will change the things around us. And what we're doing, it's not just positive thinking. What it's doing is agreeing with God in the words that we speak over our life. So we are speaking God's words, not just our words, God's words over our life. So to speak God's words, you actually have to go to his word and open it and see what he's saying. Then you start speaking that over your life. We need to put God's words into our mouths if we want to have an excellent world, an excellent life. And if you dare to speak those words out in faith, especially in your darkest times, you'll see what happens. When God created the world, it says the world was in darkness. There was no form. It was in void. So God in that dark place spoke and he created this amazing world. So if in your dark moments you speak the word of God, then what is going to be created is life. It's going to be created something beautiful, something amazing out of that place, if you can just trust. And, you know, it's not enough just to believe. We, it's not just to believe the scriptures. We actually have to speak them. Listen to Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So it's believing and declaring and speaking. It's both that we are saved. So we need to believe and to speak. So when God created the world, he didn't just believe that he could do it. He just didn't think about it and think it would be a good idea. He didn't just even imagine it, although I'm sure he did first. But he actually spoke it into being. And we give life to our belief by speaking it out. So as we read the word of God, we can think, yeah, I believe that. I believe that. But we need to start speaking it out. And declaring in faith that we believe it. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, I believed, therefore I have spoken. With the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. See, they go hand in hand. The spirit of faith is in our words. And our words release the power of faith to create our worlds. So, if you've been allowing Satan to use your tongue to destroy your world by speaking words of doubt, sickness, failure, rejection, destruction in your world, 
the first thing we need to do, if we've allowed that to happen and these words have been spoken, we need to ask God for forgiveness. You need to realise that Satan knows if he can get, sorry, Satan knows that if he can get you to use your tongue against yourself, then he can shred you to little pieces. The only authority he has over you is when you start speaking his will over your life. And his will is for failure. His will is for sickness, destruction, rejection, sickness. That's his will for you. And when we start speaking that, we're speaking his will over our life. And and we will spiral down with that. But let me tell you that if you're going to start speaking the word of God and start speaking God's, you're not going to just be able to do it by yourself. We don't have, you know, Jesus said, we don't have the power to tame the tongue. We don't have it. But James said that if you need wisdom, if you need help, ask the Holy Spirit who will give it to you generously, liberally. And so we need to ask God to help us. We can't do this by ourselves. He will forgive us when we start declaring these things about ourselves that are not true. And he takes that away. But then we need his help to be able to keep declaring the truth over our lives. And we need to pay attention to what we're saying. We actually need to listen to ourselves and stop ourselves. You know, if we say, start to say something negative, we need to think, is that what I really want? Because I'm going to get it if I keep saying it. So pay attention to our words. Because as long as you keep saying, my kids are disastrous little monsters. Or my boss is a tyrant. That's what you're going to get. Your kids will get more monstrous and your boss will get more tyrannical. If you keep saying that. Don't use words to describe your negative situation. Use words to change your situation by lining your words up with God's words. Yes, I, amen. I think that deserves an, the, an encouragement because if we keep speaking negatively, that's what we're going to keep getting. So we, but we can change that by lining our words up with God's words and speaking those words over our life. The more you talk about and magnify your problems, the bigger they're going to become. The more you magnify God, the bigger he's going to become and the smaller your problems will become. The other thing I want to say this morning is that words spoken over us can also be destructive. And there's probably people here who have experienced words that have been spoken over you that have destroyed you in some way or felt like you've lost hope or what am I going to do now? I want to tell you a story. And this is a story that really encourages us to remember that, one, that we need to be careful about the words we speak over other people or speak to other people. Even We've got to be careful when we get angry because once they're out, they're out, they're spoken and so I'm really encouraged us to take this on board. And if someone here this morning has had words spoken over them that are negative or hurtful or destructive, the power of God can break those words on you. Like, break those chains. They're like chains that take you captive. And he will break them off and set you free. 
because his declared will is not that. Have you all heard of Thomas Edison? When, when you speak, think of Thomas Edison, what do you think of? Light bulb, that's right. Well, he was probably one of America's greatest inventors and scientists and businessmen. And he lived in the late um, 19th century and the early 20th century. And he actually made, he had accredited to him over 2,000, almost 2,500 patents for the inventions that he made. That's incredible, isn't it? And um, I just wanted, I have to read these because I won't remember them, but these are some of his inventions. Um, the light bulb, which we all knew. The phonograph cylinder for recording music and voices. The phonograph machine. The carbon microphone. The movie camera. Electric power distribution for city and statewide usage. The electrographic vote counter. The electric generator. The alkaline battery. The mimeograph or copy machine. And the world's first cement mixing machine. So he had a, a, like a full range of stuff that he invented, but he had almost two and a half thousand inventions. And it was said of him that he invented the future. One day as a boy, Thomas Edison came home from school and he had a note from his teacher and his teacher said, just give this to your mum. Don't be good at it, give it to your mum. So he brought it in excitedly, gave it to his mum and his mum opened it and, and some tears started to fall and she said, Thomas, they said that you are such a genius that this school is too small for you and doesn't have enough teachers, good teachers to train you, so could I keep you at home and teach you? And so that's what she did. And she trained him. And uh, she died, her name was Nancy, she died when he was only 24. But he went on to invent these amazing things. One day he was uh, sorting out some things at home and he was going through, um, you know, the family keepsakes and he was looking, sorting through his mother's desk long time after she'd passed away and he found this note in the corner of the desk and he opened it and he said, it said, your son is adult, which means mentally ill or confused. We don't want him and won't let him come to school anymore. For hours that day, because he realised that it was only because of his hero mother that he became the person that he was. And she knew, she knew, one, not to believe the words that were spoken and to make sure that he didn't hear them. How, what a great mother, what a, what a powerful message. And look at the result. You know, imagine if he'd heard that, he would have, could have just given up and thinking, I'm stupid, I can't do anything. And you know, it's the same for us. God has written down in the Word of God promises, truths for us. And he wants us to take them and to open them and to declare them over our lives. He doesn't want us to take the note from Satan with the lie written on it and start speaking it out. But the word of God is where truth is. And we need to line up our words with his words so that our circumstances are what he wants them to be. I was actually talking about this to someone and they said to me, well, actually, I don't believe all that saying and stuff, you know, that speaking stuff. You know, no matter how hard I try, it doesn't work for me. And I responded, I said, well, actually it's working for you right now. 
you keep saying it's not going to work for you, and it's not. So the harder you try, the more it doesn't work. When we speak like that, we actually have our foot on the accelerator in reverse, in the opposite direction to where God wants to take us. And you know, when we, we should put that sort of power to work for us, not against us. We need to speak things that will take us forward in the way God has for us. This power can work for us, not against us. And it takes faith and sacrifice to declare the promises of God and believe them, particularly when our circumstances don't actually align with it at that point of time. It takes faith and sacrifice to say, my God will supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus, when we're walking with him, but at the moment our bank balance is such that we can't pay our bills. If we're walking with God and we're trusting him, we can declare that truth and we will see it a reality in our lives. But it does take faith and it does take sacrifice. Keeping, keep on speaking God's words in faith and he will pull you through if you can stand the pull. You know, not only did God create the world around us with his words, but he also keeps it from falling apart with his words. Hebrews 1.3 says, The sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God and he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. And you know, Jesus wants us to keep our worlds from falling apart too. So he's given us his words to speak into our lives. So it's time that we stop using our mouth to mess up our world. What we need to do is start using our mouth to create the kind of world that God wants us and purposes for us to live in. I believe there is a miracle in your mouth. Do you believe that? There is. I want to tell you that there is. And I'll tell you why. Because in Matthew 21, 21, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, this is what God's saying to every one of you here this morning. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. Where have we heard those words before? Genesis 1, God said, and it happened. And Jesus is saying to us, if you, if you have faith, you can say, you can speak to this mountain to be moved or thrown into the sea, and it will happen. And I believe that mountain is symbolic of some of the obstacles that come into our lives. And if we trust God and we speak with his words, to the obstacle, we will see it thrown into the sea. There is a miracle in our mouth. We need to start declaring and seeing the miracle come to reality. We need to start speaking life. And we will see what maybe seem dead rise. We will see the things in ourselves that we thought maybe could never happen. They will come to be, but only, not because of who we are, but because of who he is. And so our words can create our worlds. Just as God spoke and he created the world, then we speak 
and we create. Today, the challenge is what are we speaking? Are we speaking his words, life-giving words, or are we speaking words that bring death, hopelessness, despair, rejection? They're the words of the enemy, and he has come to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his aim. What an aim. What a terrible aim. That's his purpose in life, is to steal, kill, and destroy. So he's going to do everything he can for you to speak words that will bring death into your life. And I'm talking about death as in destruction, but it could ultimately bring death. But what did Jesus come to do? He came to bring life, real life, fullness of life. Is that the life you want? Then let's speak God's word. Let's declare it. Let's encourage each other. Let's, let's be, help each other be accountable to this so that if we start to be negative in our words, let's, in a kind way, come alongside and say, do you really want that? Do you really want to create a world with that in your life? Come on, let's remember. Let's speak life. And let's help each other in love and encouragement to, to rise to what God has for us. Do you believe that? Okay, well, let's stand together and we're going to declare in worship the truth of God. We're going to declare truths that God is good, that he is faithful, that there is no other name. At the name of Jesus, I mean, if you can't think of anything to say, let me say to you this. If you can't think of anything to say, just say the name of Jesus. You don't have to, if you can't remember a promise and you haven't got your Bible handy, Say the name of Jesus, because at the name of Jesus, what is it? Yeah, and devils flee. At the name of Jesus, devils flee. Satan's gone. He's out of here. The moment you speak the name of Jesus, that's going to bring life. Start speaking the name of Jesus if you can't think of anything else. But start getting into the word. Open it. Declare it as truth over your life. And when you don't know what to do, go to the word. Speak it out over you. He will give you wisdom. He will give you strength. He will give you life in all its fullness as you speak his words.